And I'm Jane Brooke. And we are strong women who need friends. We are two highly driven women who met through our House of Colour careers and became firm friends, despite being very different. Here we talk about our challenges and our struggles and what makes us tick. Sometimes we'll invite other strong women, and occasionally men, to join us and talk about their highs and lows, always keeping it real. I'm good, thank you. Nice to see you again. I know, yes. It's been a long time since this morning, hasn't yeah. it? All of about three hours since we spoke. Absolutely, absolutely. It's good to do another pod though. It's all good. It is, isn't it? It is. I know. In this lockdown, actually, we're talking to each other more than we did before, aren't we? Yes. So there are pluses. We are trying to find the, the positives within it as well. It is, indeed. It is. And I'm very excited today because I'm finally getting to chat to your daughter, Emma. Yes. Yes, she's our guest, isn't she? My little girl, who's not quite so little now, but is back from is up the quarantine diet. <laughs> <laughs> We're all doing what we've got to do to get through this time. <laughs> Involves a lot of biscuits. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, welcome! It's so lovely to see you. Thank you too. I've been oh. wanting to come on for a while. Oh, yes, nice to have you on. Yeah, really good. So, should we give the listeners a little bit of background about? Um, Emma in terms of how long she's been away and uh, you know where you are at the moment you're obviously in quarantine. Yeah. So um, last March, the middle of last March, we, my boyfriend and I, Sean, um, we set off on an 18-month adventure around the world to cover Asia, Australia, New Zealand and Europe. But then, spoiler alert, uh, we had to quit after a year because of good old Corona. Um, so we haven't done New Zealand and we haven't done Europe. Um, so we left Australia nearly two weeks ago now um, to get back onto UK soil. Um, so it was a really hard decision to cut it short, but we just thought that the situation was just changing so rapidly that it was better to be on UK soil rather than stuck literally halfway around the world. Um, so yeah, we'll do Europe here and there. It's easy enough to do little holidays to Europe, isn't it? And then New Zealand, we'll just do a big trip one day. Um, yeah. So I think for now, the long-term travel is shelved. But I thought I would share some tips that I found out along the way. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating actually to see you kind of, I guess, in the flesh. Because I've watched you and followed you on Instagram mm. um, for the last year. Um, and all these wonderful shots of you in very glamorous places. Um, Mum and I have been dead jealous because we're... It is not always glamorous, I tell you (laughs) that. There was a lot of evenings just watching Netflix and a lot of long, long journeys, bus journeys, trains, and so didn't put all of that on Instagram, but only showed the best bits, obviously. (laughs) what we do. The Instagram life, isn't it? How many countries did you do? Did you add We did 12, 12 countries and it was just annoyingly over a year. I kind of wish it could have been a year. It was about 13 months that we did. No, I think 12 and a half. So it's just like, but then the last two weeks didn't really count anyway. We were just in an apartment in Sydney, sort of quarantining ourselves so that we were able to get on the flight back because we didn't want to catch it and then not be able to fly and be stuck for even longer so we kind of did 12 months of fun stuff and then just been isolating since then and we still like each other 
which is amazing, right? Yeah, after all that time together. <laughs> We're still oh. going strong. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. So did you take a big suitcase with you? No, so we didn't want to do the suitcase route because um, especially countries like the Philippines, you've got to jump on boats and um, you might have to drag it through the sand and things like that. So we went with the traditional backpacker, big old backpack. Yeah. Um, smaller than I thought I'd be able to cope with. Um, so our original plan was to just do it on the seven kilograms of hand luggage that you're allowed mm -hmm. on a plane. Um, so we thought, yeah, we'll just take a few clothes. We can buy stuff there, it'll be fine. Um, but then, so I packed it all up for when we were going to leave. Mine was 10 kilograms. I think Sean's was about the same. So we just thought this isn't going to happen. Um, we, we'll just check in, um, luggage each time and have, um, laptops and headphones or whatever in our hand luggage. Um, so we were averaging about 12 to 13 kilograms each checked in and then hand luggage. Yeah, so, really which is, yeah, very impressive. So I met my cousin in the Philippines and they were on 20 kilograms each plus a hand luggage bag. Yeah, I mean, I so take kilograms. I'm pushing, I'm pushing the limit when I go on holiday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> good, it's a good job. That's one of the advantages of having children. You just put it all in their cases. Yeah, well, uh, also being chief packer. So I was always the one that packed the bags each time we had to move every few days or whatever. So I put all the toiletries in Sean's bag and so he had less room for clothes. Don't know if he ever really realised. He'd always say his bag was heavier. <laughs> oh, wonder why that is. Um, oh, right. oh, good. So you did that. So did you, did you come home with everything you took or what did you do? No, I think in the end, I probably turned over the, everything I took. Like, actually, that's one, of the th one thing I did bring back that I took was a rubbishy little Primark vest top that just seemed to stand the test of time. Yeah. But most things that I took out, I ended up leaving somewhere and buying new stuff as we went along. Um, so one of my favorite stories actually was um, we'd, we'd leave clothes in um, the room for the cleaners to have. Um, and we'd been to a full moon party in Thailand. So everyone gets the vest tops and with the full moon on it. Blah, blah, blah. And um, we kept hold of them till we got to Bali. And then, because they were really cheap, rubbishy tops, we thought, right, we've had enough of these now, we'll leave them for the cleaner. And then we were downstairs at reception of this hotel and the cleaner came downstairs with his full moon top on. He was so proud of it. And you could tell he was going to go tell all his mates, like, oh, I've got this full moon top. So, oh. Oh, so lovely. Oh, it's quite humbling, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really, really sweet. Um, yeah, it was yeah. lovely. Um, but yeah, each time I kind of got to a new country, I'd try and go shopping and get a few new bits. Um, but it was quite hard in Asia, really. Um, especially, I'd never learnt my lesson with jumpsuits. I'd always try, I think, oh, this one might fit me because I'm quite tall. So I'd go and try it on and then it'd be like right up the crotch and <laughs> awful camel toe. So I never did get a jumpsuit. Um, but... Yeah, I couldn't deal with the, the markets, you know, they have huge big night markets and stuff. Like we tried a couple of those and they're just too hustle and bustle and people shouting at you and in your face. So mm. we sort of steered clear of those. I think you can get some great bargains, but I preferred the big shopping malls. They'd have huge, there's always a H&M and a Zara. So I just kind of hit up those when I wanted a bit of a refresher. Um, yeah, it was quite, it's quite interesting you were saying before we um, hit, hit record that. I think it's useful when you, because I thought you 
I'd assumed you'd taken loads of clothes and I'd assumed mm. I didn't feel like I saw you in the same... I mean, I'm going to go back to your Instagram and check now. <laughs> I didn't feel like you wore the same thing all the time, but you had a really useful little technique. Yeah, so I'd have um, a couple of kimonos and scarves and headbands as well were really helpful and some um, jazzy earrings so that... Because it was quite hard to get people to take pictures of us a lot of the time. Like, people were really friendly, but sometimes it's just easier rather than having to go and ask someone and try and communicate in a different language to get people to take a picture of you so it was a lot of selfies um so you didn't tend to see that I was wearing the same three pairs of shorts constantly um so I'd mix it up with headbands and earrings and different scarves and things and it gives the impression of a new outfit but really it's just that same black vest top that I've worn to death um a million times and doing your hair different ways as well like having your hair down up headband no headband earrings it it gives the impression of freshness of outfits so I'd really <laughs> or a different lippy as well I'd sometimes feel like I was a new person if I put my red lippy on instead of my pink one that I wear all the time yeah that communication zone isn't it it's it's that's where you have people looking yeah just around sort of under your chin and your hair in your face and that's where you want people looking so people actually mm. don't look as careful as closely as we think they do so it's it's a bit distraction it's a little bit smoke and mirrors You're yeah like, it is yeah i am dynamo <laughs> 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 and then at the same time like the beauty of color analysis was just that i didn't ever have to think about oh i can only wear that top with that skirt or um whatever everything just went together so that totally gives you so many more outfit options and also it meant when I did go shopping I wouldn't be wasting loads of time indoors finding stuff I've got the gift of just being able to scan the room nope nothing out next um go and see the the sites rather than spending days shopping finding new things she's been well trained yeah (laughs) with your clothing personality as well being a romantic natural I mean you are Claire and I have talked at length about this the romantic loves to be over the top loves to be glamorous loves to be gorgeous so that was one of the things we did think about before you went wasn't it um Mm. able to manage with fewer accessories and things because you're so used to being you know in anyone who's seen photos of you who before you went in your sequins and your (laughs) face you know very very over the top and of course you had to pare all that right down didn't you yeah and I did feel so unglamorous most of the time just because I didn't have any straighteners. I I used to do um, heated rollers in my hair. So it was always just scrunched up because of the humidity and things. So I could never feel that glam. Um, It was too hot to wear makeup most of the time. I'd wear BB cream. But um, apart from that, I could never wear foundation. It was just too hot. It would just melt off. Um, So I'd always wear my lippy. But it was really hard and but then like the things that you see it makes it so worth it I just tell myself to pull myself together like um <laughs> yeah and, and I suppose it was lots of different fashions and you know gorgeous clothes were you tempted to bring anything from from afar over to you that was very sort of traditional or not I, I would have loved to but I knew that we just weren't in the situation to be able to to bring souvenirs back just because of how little luggage that we had mm. so it, it's definitely taught me so much about how materialistic I was before and how little you can have to mm. survive sort of thing like 
especially over Christmas, um, you'd see all these celebrities on Instagram with like thousands of presents for their kids and stuff. And I was just thinking like, oh God, I'm glad I've sort of had this experience to sort of humble me back to, no, you don't need to buy all that stuff. It's more about who you spend the time with and where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And you're lucky enough at Christmas to have some friends. Um... Yeah, from Worcester. Yeah. So that was really good. It was a bit of a taste from home. So I always spend um, Christmas Eve with my friend, this friend that came out, Rich. Um, so he came out with his sister and another friend. So we were all together for Christmas. So it wasn't quite the same as a home Christmas, um, but it was nice just to have a bit of a taste of home for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And mm. so, so what, um, what was the fashions like out there? What did you, what did you like? What did you not like? What was the... So my, I think the best place for fashion was Australia. I did a huge shopping trip in Melbourne. Um, and then didn't really get a chance to wear it all because we ended up having to come home. <laughs> so that was a shame. We've still got those all packed away, ready to wear. Um, it was good in Singapore. I um, got a really nice acid yellow dress from Zara. I don't think I've ever worn acid yellow and I managed to find one. I wore it um, with mum and Millie in Bali when it was Millie's birthday um, and then sent it back with them because I thought this isn't the type of thing that I can dress up and down and try and kid people into that I'm wearing different outfits. This is a one-time thing, so that's gone back with you. I'll bring that out again post-lockdown maybe if we do something nice. Um, it was quite conservative dressed in Malaysia because it's a Muslim country um, and if we went to any temples a lot of temples in Thailand you'd have to dress with your shoulders covered and your knees covered um, then I did find there weren't that many bright winter colors in Asia they kind of go for the more muted ones um, so I didn't manage to get that many clothes but it was a lot better in Australia for winters um, they've got so many cute little summer dresses um, so I got quite a few of those when we were in um, Japan for the Rugby World Cup that was useful because we were in our England shirts a lot which is white so that's good for a pair of winters because Sean's a winter as well um, and then we really got behind the Japan team as well and both bought um, a shirt for Japan and the men's one, Sean's one, was white and true red with a bit of gold. So that was okay. We could get away with that. And then I got one that was black and then had their phrase on it and a little cherry blossom. So it wasn't quite the right pink, but um, on the whole. So we did well for the Rugby World Cup to not have to wear things that we looked terrible in all the time. <laughs> um, another highlight was this big festival that we went to in the Philippines. It was called Sinalog and um, it's huge I mean, millions and millions of people descended on this city and they had a huge like carnival and I had this big um feather headdress of pink and purple feathers um and then didn't really realize how much attention that was going to draw from the locals <laughs> and all these little kids would run up to you with um paint on their fingers and just like smother it on your face like I got poked in the eye one time and you can't like get off get off you can't do that because it just encourages them more um, so you just had to kind of like pretend that you were cool with it and then they move on to the next person. <laughs> but did you the colours the did you buy it? No, I bought it. So that was another thing that I left um behind because we were staying in an Airbnb and I'd seen they had a little girl, so I thought that would be nice for her. Um she's about eight, so she can keep oh. that for future festivals. Um but yeah, that it was only 
£4.50, I think, and it was absolutely huge. I had to buy the kids' one because the adults' one was just ridiculous. It was about oh. two foot tall. I thought, I can't, Sean will kill me having to walk around me looking like this. So I went with the kids' one, which is about 30 centimetres, um, big headdress. Wow, brilliant. Yeah, so that was a great buy. Oh, it's really good, isn't it? <laughs> It's amazing seeing all of the photos and all the things she experienced, but being able to do it with just a year's worth of clothes yeah. is, is incredible. Are you, you couldn't do that. <laughs> but if you just said to me two years ago, you're doing that, I, you, no one would have thought I could do it. No, that's true. So. Um, my husband and I did go, gosh, 16 years ago, we took a sabbatical off work and we went to Australia and New Zealand for 10 um 10 weeks yeah um, oh, wow. we, we did we took um we did t we took rucksacks um but mine was packed to the gill so <laughs> um but i did i did you know you have to don't you if you've got a mm. around you do have to do that um but uh yeah i, I did sit in a backpacker's place and think mm, not sure this is for me yeah we never did the whole hostel vibe that was a step too far it's it always like one night so i said to rob we need to experience the whole thing <laughs> and i was like their mother i was like cooking dinner for everybody <laughs> in the hostel and you know people were asking me different questions like can you oh can you do this for me because I, I was like looking after them all so I was the oldest oh. <laughs> Just ridiculous now, I won't be doing that. No. Yeah, we, we always had a private room with an ensuite, couldn't couldn't deal with, <laughs> with sharing, <laughs> needed our space. No, and I think the moral of this story is go travelling when you're older and you've mm. got a bit of money. And you can yeah, definitely. Out. Like, if we'd done it 10 years ago, it would have been a completely different experience when we were both 18 and mm. and doing the hostel thing. I don't think I'd have liked that, but... No. being able to do it how you want to do it is makes it a lot easier yeah absolutely absolutely so what what about your makeup what makeup did you take with you so i did take foundation and started with that and just thought this is ridiculous like it would just melt off and just look horrible um i suffer quite badly with rosacea and it came out more being away just because i was in the sun so much more um so i did it took me nearly a year by the time I'd worked out the best way to deal with it, it was time to come home again. <laughs> um, but I found tinted sun cream. Mm -hmm. um, so it's factor 50 because I'd be slapping on the factor 50 of normal stuff. Um, and then it would just like peel off and be all white and just look disgusting. Um, so I, I found this tinted sun cream in the Philippines and that really helped because it was kind of cover up the redness while giving me the factor 50 that I needed protection. Um, so that was good. Um, but it was really hard to buy sun cream in Asia because out there um, it's um, a big thing to whiten your skin. Yeah. So we'd go to the pharmacy and try and find some sun cream and it would all just have whitening in it. Um, and it breaks your heart that people are putting those chemicals on their skin. Yeah. But then we do the same thing. We're all big on fake tan. It's always you want what you don't have. So um, we just had to be careful with what we were buying and then when when you came out you bought a big stock of sun cream for us and likewise Sean's parents came out to see us in Australia so we've bought back six full tubes of sun cream <laughs> that we never got around to using oh, no. <laughs> I also took essentials like uh, Monster Munch and McCoy yeah oh, that was mm. chocolate galaxy can't get proper dairy milk out there either 
No, no. What was the thing you missed about from home? Definitely family. Like it was really hard and friends. Um, it's kind of like it is now. We're so lucky to have the technology to be able to talk to each other constantly still. Mm. Um, so I, I carried on speaking to everyone, but it's not the same as actually spending time together. No. Um, so coming back, so 10 days ago when we landed, um, we drove from Heathrow up to Mum's to collect some clothes. So yeah. five minutes before I got there, text one said, I'm nearly there. So she ran out, put the warm clothes at the end of the drive, and then we pulled up and picked them up. And just having to wave to each other from the top of the drive to the bottom of the drive, it was just horrible, like not seeing them for so long and then not being able to give them a big hug. It was really, yeah. really hard. But it's not the times we're in. It's only temporary, so we've just got to get through it, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. What was was there an item of clothes you missed at home? What what did you miss from home? My dressing gown. <laughs> I, I knew that if we were in lockdown for the foreseeable, I need my dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the dressing like? Dressing gown like, Jane? Uh, oh, it's just it's a purple fleecy sort of one, isn't it? Mm. So um, it's just a snuggly one. Both my girls and I actually, we just love to snuggle up in dressing gowns, watch films, and that sort of thing. So I think, it, I think as much as it being the dressing gown itself, it's the association of it. It's that touch of home and that sort of comfort, I think, is yeah. With a blanket, then that's <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a dog, don't have a dog. <laughs> yeah. Dog hairs come with the dressing gown. Yes, yeah. Everything, yes. I bet she's missed Emma, hasn't she? Oh yeah, she has. Yes, yeah. We had. To I don't know if she recognised me though when you held her up. Would. I think she did. She would. Yes, yeah. She's parking now, um, but she's. She, when she sees you, she will. When she sees yeah, you. She will. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe we've come this far in the pod without me mentioning my absolute top tip that I couldn't have on, done do without do packing cubes. <laughs> so yeah I know Claire you love them too um so for anyone that doesn't know it's, I've actually got one here it's a shame it's not a visual pod I haven't packed it away properly here's my packing cubes a lovely um purpley color um so you can get different size and I don't really know the best way to describe them it's it's just a square or a rectangle um that you put all your so you fold your clothes up put your clothes in one and then as you zip it up so it's like when you have a sleeping bag, you think, I'm never going to get that sleeping bag in that tiny little case. But you do, and then you tighten it up, and then that sleeping bag is half the size, if not more, of what it was before. So it's the same sort of concept, but with your clothes. Um, so I'd kind of, sometimes I'd pack all T-shirts in one, dresses in another, pants and socks in another one. Um, but they were also useful for if we were moving to a hotel for two or three nights, whatever, you could just put everything you needed in one packing cube and you wouldn't have to what, rifle what, through yeah, everything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I, I found that because we went to America last year, a very different holiday and toured around for three weeks. And well, I've obviously got four family members. Mm. And we did that. If we were only stopping on one night or something, I literally went, right, one costume, you know, one bikini, you know, and we literally, I had it in one of those packing cubes and then all I did yeah. was leave me unpacking all of them, you know, uh, just lift that out, which was just so helpful. Yeah, they're brilliant. And then you can use them for dirty washing and, and it just helps you get in so much more and keeps you more organised. And then you spend less time unpacking and repacking each time just because you know where everything is. It's done. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Why well, waste your time packing? No one wants to do that. And how did you how did you wash your clothes? So in Asia, um, well, Southeast Asia, so Vietnam, Thailand, um, Bali, those sort of places, it was so easy just to drop off a load of washing. They would wash it, dry it, fold it, put it in a big bag for you, and that was done. And it was about three four pound a load it was like so so cheap so we'd always give them the tip just because it was nothing to us but it would mean um, a lot more to them then in the more expensive places like japan taiwan um they'd have um either in the hotel you were in they'd have a washing machine that you could put coins in and you'd do it yourself or you'd have to go to a laundrette and then when we were in australia we were staying in apartments mostly because we had Sean's parents for most of it so there'd be a washer dryer in those so we just put a load on um so yeah it was always pretty straightforward we when we were um getting it done for us we'd always check the reviews on google to make sure that um they were highly rated and weren't shrinking people's clothes or things going missing and things like that and then the one time we didn't check um all the clothes came back smelling of damp, which was horrible. So I had to get them all done again. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, so did you did you have a list? Is there a list that you know, you may not have this, but is there a list of, you know, I took I went out with three pairs of shorts, four vests, did you I think I could do it because I just have a crazy memory and because yeah. I've unpacked repacked so many times I could do it. I do have a snapshot in time of November last year. Um, when I tried to get into the blog, which never really took off, um, I did start doing a packing list and took some photos and stuff of things yeah. I've got. So I do have it documented at a point in time. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was always about five or six tops, five or six dresses, three shorts. I tried with a skirt for a bit, a denim skirt, but it wasn't very comfy. So that soon um, went. And then it was mostly toiletries that took up most of the room because we'd have to take um some places would have shampoo and conditioner but they were never any good really so we'd always have our our own shampoo That's conditioner been toiletries, mm, okay. yeah toiletries were definitely the heaviest um and t- take up so much room as well mm. um it was always easier to pack if we were just doing a bus journey or a train journey because it doesn't matter about liquids and things it was flying we'd always have to make sure all the liquids were in the big bags you yeah. have to be a bit more tactical about how you packed when you were catching a flight. Um, we always managed to do it. Mm. Sometimes have an extra sneaky bag to take on that had a pair of shoes in or whatever, um, but managed to, to get it through. Yeah. How many pairs of shoes did you take, actually? That's made me... So three pairs of shoes. So one pair of trainers that we'd use for going on walks or hikes, whatever. Um, then when I first went out, I had a pair of sandals, just like strappy sandals, flat ones that to wear in the evenings, um, and then a pair of flip-flops for the beach. Um, but then the sandals sort of gave way. They didn't last very long. They're just new look, cheapy ones. So I got a pair of Birkenstocks, and I love them so much. They're so comfy. Like They're not exactly dressy for going out, but the places we were, you could sort of get away with wearing them in the evening. Um, you could walk along like, dusty cobbled streets in them easier to walk in than flip-flops um I got the plastic ones not the um what what material is it like suede that the 
leather. more expensive ones are made out of yeah um for my plastic ones they were silver um 35 pounds it worked out as i got them in bali um and they're just great i like absolutely i'd love to know the cost per wear of those because i wore them every single day what color were they like a dark silvery gray perfect mm. Oh, yeah. she doesn't buy off season, Claire. Everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she was either going to say white or silver. That's what was my thing. I would love a pair of white ones. I just thought they'd get ruined. Yeah. Um, sensible and bought a darker colour. So, yeah. in case they got scuffed or whatever. God. They were great. Yeah, so three pairs of shoes. So I can't imagine what it's like to wear high heels. I haven't done that for so long. And won't now. <laughs> no. For a while. <laughs> No, it's funny. It'd be interesting to see how interesting to see how a style will change and how you know. Yeah, mm. how you'll, you'll settle back in because you used to have things like having your lashes done, didn't you? You had mm. the, the sort of Russian lashes and your nails and everything. Yeah. Whether you'll go back to that or whether you'll stay more. You mm. know. I did get my nails done a few times while I was out there and um, shellacs just because it always makes me feel happier looking down and they're done. Yeah. Um. So I probably will go back to that. Because I could always get away with getting them done for every like three weeks, so it wasn't that much of an expense. Um, and I'd love to go back to the lashes one day, but I'd, they were just too high maintenance. I think you have to get them done every sort of ten, ten yeah. days to two weeks. So yeah. maybe just get some stick-on ones for special occasions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought myself a, a nail lamp. Um, not very expensive from Amazon, and I've been doing my own nails, which is uh, oh yeah, it's really interesting. Work. They're not in any way, shape, form like the girl who does mine. Yeah, um, but yeah, it makes me feel better. Yeah, I did think about that. Yeah, I've chatted you offline about yeah whether I'll, it's. I'd recommend it yeah. actually. It wasn't yeah. that bad, and I just think well, if as long as you get your colours right, you're alright. Yeah. Doing yeah. Them, but well, I'd always have bright pink. I never really deviated from from bright <laughs> pink anyway. <laughs> Do you like a bit of bright pink, Jane? Uh, bright pink's great for me, yeah. No. <laughs> Another thing that um, I got very excited about picking up was my slippers. Oh, look now, now we need the pod to be visual. Oh. <laughs> yeah, show us and we'll take a picture of them. <laughs> they're bad. <laughs> so for the listener, <laughs> yeah. um, they're a very wide pair of flamingo slippers. I've got a little flamingo head on them. Oh, do they? You've got some elf ones. No, my Christmas ones have, yeah, little bells on, which Aww. highly irritates Sean, but <laughs> amuses me. So, Jane, what are you looking forward to most once you can see her? Oh, well, after a big hug, I just can't, mm. wait, can't wait to have her back and do all the things that we usually do, you know, yeah. just to sing Rooftop do. wine. Wine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rooftop wine. All yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, it's... For me, the, the biggest thing in my life is my family. So having my family close by. Same, yeah. So um, I'm just looking forward to barbecues, sitting in the garden. Yeah. Uh, couch to 5K, both of us. Oh, <laughs> You've done so well. How many miles did you do this morning? Miles. I didn't do it today. Today was, today was a rest day, darling. Oh, was it? Um, I, was just I ran yesterday for 28 minutes. Oh. That's I'm so impressed. For me, um, you know, not very fast. We're not talking <laughs> record speeds here, but I still ran. So um, I'm really proud of myself. It's so impressive. I keep saying, stop talking yourself down. You are lapping everyone on the sofa. You're doing so well. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's re In fact, you know, when I clicked on it, I actually went back and thought, 
<laughs> I've obviously listened to you doing your, you know, your couch to 5K. And I was like, should we have just done that? Wow, she's it's jumped. So you impressive, know, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Real big jump, yeah. So next yeah. week, I've got this week and next week, and then that's, I'm supposed to be at 5K. I'll be nowhere near 5K. I'll be about three and a half K, maybe four. But... You um, can run for half an hour, yeah. I'll be able to run for half an hour, which is just... I yeah, when, I, when I used to run, because I used to run a lot, didn't yeah. I? When I used to run, they used to say, half an hour to 20 minutes is... Uh, sorry, half an hour to 40 minutes is your that's your optimum that's your mm. that's your really that's a really good run for you you know that's if you could do that three times a day three times a day <laughs> <laughs> three times a day three times a week that would that would keep really really keep you fit you know really yeah. really good. that's what i'm aiming for is three times a week claire and i have been discussing our new normal haven't we of what our new normal is going to look like after this mm. um, and that's one of the things i want to do is in is in is keep the running as part of it um make time in my life to do that so. Yeah, we definitely. I'll keep you honest on that, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, accountability. It's key. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So yeah, I am looking forward to getting her back here. It seems even though she's still in the country, mm. yeah, you know, back in the country, she's still miles away. So, yeah. um, and I'm looking forward to going up to Leeds because I've missed my little weekends in Leeds. So <laughs> little around. So uh, yes, our favourite bars. Yes, yeah, I know all the bars. <laughs> open. <laughs> yes. So um, it's a long time, and it's a long time since I know we went over and met you, didn't we, last August in Bali? But it's been yeah, a long nearly time. eight months now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really long time. No. Yeah, not long now. No, not long now. No, the end. The end is in sight. Well, hopefully the end is. Yeah. In <laughs> this lockdown's going to. Finish. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Emma, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. Thank you. you for having me on. I just checked my notes, and the one thing I forgot to mention was sunglasses. They were absolutely incredible. So, VIP, um, Julie and Lisa, the sunglasses. Yeah. I invested in a pair of those um, before I went, and uh, it's so important to protect your eyes. Mm. And also, the ones I got just made you feel so much more glamorous. So, another thing on the selfies, if you go through and count how many pictures I've got both sunglasses on <laughs> versus <laughs> the ones I don't. <laughs> It's the polarisation, isn't it? So that you can yeah. see clearly through them. Uh, the polarised sunglasses are just amazing. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. they are. Yeah. Three pairs of them. We love, we love them. I can't wait to get back and do my VIP eyewear fittings. Mm. I know, I know. So many people lined up for those. But we'll get there. We've got Julie coming on as a guest soon, haven't we? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, that'd be a good app. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guest. Aren't we? We're having a great time. <laughs> we I love it. <laughs> if we could find one, we might just... Pick a sort of random stranger. Yes, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yes, we should do a draw. See if anyone wants to come on. <laughs> no one will, though, Jane. That's the problem. <laughs> Might be able to get a word in edgeways with us two talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I'm in charge of the record button. So. Um, oh, thank you so much, Emma. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. Well, yeah. Oh, and if anyone wants to stalk my Instagram of pictures that were, yeah. uh, it's at more to life than numbers on Love. Instagram. Yeah, because that's a play on your previous career as a accountant. Yeah, so we were both accountants before. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mum came up with the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew I was so good? <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't click on what to call it. So she said, oh, why don't you try writing the about me section? So I did that Um, said how I did a maths degree and then went into accounting. Just not for me. So what are you going to, yeah. sorry, before we hit the end, what are we going to do now? 
Oh, damn. I knew this question was coming. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't ask anymore. <laughs> no. I think once we get through this situation, the world is going to be very different. So we just need to work out how we fit into that new world. Um, and we've always got that backup. We're still qualified accountants. So if we do need to go back to office life, that will be there. But that's not sort of the the plan if we can avoid it. I'm presumably Sean was kind of it. Yeah, yeah, that's how we met at work. Um, both accountants. Wow. Following mm. in my footsteps, you see, and then I escaped and came to do this. Yeah. See, so it is all a bit crazy. Maybe she'll come and work with me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea. <laughs> All right, then. Cool. Yes, lovely to see you, yes, you. albeit virtually. Yeah, I look forward to having a glass of wine. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to Strong Women Need Friends. We'd love sharing our thoughts with you and hope you're listening again. Bye for now.